What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. So today, I'm going to tell you guys about a man named Dr. Jacobo Grenberg, who was the scientist that found the link between science and the paranormal. Grenberg claimed we lived in a holographic matrix where we could directly interact with the construction of reality. Now, he did all of this with EEG machines and the scientific method. Over his career, he had written many papers, and one of which I found declassified in the CIA vault, and I'll definitely link that in the show notes if you would like to go read about his research. So not only all that, he disappeared in 1994 under mysterious circumstances. A body was never found and no explanation was ever given as to where he disappeared to. I'm also going to play an audio clip of a man unleashing on a pharmacy in New Zealand after his son got the Kabobo shot and then developed myocarditis. Yeah, no shit. He fucking tells it like it is, and it's just, like, astonishing to hear this pharmacist's reaction and answers as to why they don't tell anybody about the side effects prior to a child getting the jab. We are also going to talk about 14 young Canadian doctors that have died after getting the jab. And the number keeps climbing. A few weeks ago, it was just at 7, but now we're at 14 fucking astonishing. But yeah, run out and get your children jab with this poison. But before we get into all of that, I'm going to tell you about my trip to the Cirque du Soleil this past weekend. Now, I'd never seen Cirque du Soleil, so, you know, I just kind of figured that it was going to be some acrobat shit, doing some backflips, trapeze shit. So I get there and I discover it's actually like a play and it's like a musical play mixed in with acrobat tricks. Which is like, okay, whatever, I can deal with that to see some cool-ass backflips or whatever the fuck they're going to do. But, literally, like, the second scene in this play, they start telling a gay love story. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? Nobody's here to fucking listen to your gay love story. I don't want to hear about any love stories. Do a fucking backup, for fuck's sake. So, this fucking, the whole thing, it could have been, oh, I don't know, a 30-minute show, but with all the filler and dumbass singing and ridiculously dramatic stage acting, it lasted almost two hours. Now, I don't know. The creators of Circus Olay need to get one where it's just do some fucking tricks, man. We don't need to have all of your dramatic bullshit on the side. Gay love story, straight love story, fuck your love story. I just want to see some people do flips. But yeah, apparently that's too much to ask in 2022 in the clown world. All right, now that I got that off my chest, I am going to play an audio recording I was just telling you about of a father who was against having his child vaccinated, but the mother disagreed and took the kid into the pharmacy to get the shot. The child then developed myocarditis, and the father decides to call the New Zealand pharmacy and fucking just lays into this bitch. Now, it's kind of long, but it's worth listening to. Just listen to the pharmacist's reasons about why they don't tell these parents about these terrible side effects the COVID job is giving literal children. So sit back and get ready for this. Yeah, hi. Are you a pharmacist? Yes, how can I help? Yeah, hey, I've got a question. My wife, um, against my wishes, 
brought my son, seven-year-old son in there yesterday, or sorry, a few days ago for a COVID jab, and he's now in the hospital with myocarditis. Um, and I was obviously not very happy with you guys or with my wife. Um, she told me that she was not told that was a potential side effect. So why wouldn't you have told her that? Okay, um... Sorry, um, so it's quite a rare um, side effect as well. No, it's uh, not that. No, it's not. In the U.S., there's tens of thousands of them reported to the CDC site. So why are you not telling parents this? Um, uh, we might scare the parents and they don't want to get their child vaccinated. Yeah, so, so you don't want to scare the parents with something that is actually happening. That's happened to my kid. Are you okay. out of your mind? You don't want to Have scare you? them. You need to give them the right information so they can make a proper decision. What is wrong with you? You don't Have want you to thought? scare them. I'm recording this conversation as well, and this is going to a lawyer next. Thank you for admitting that. So why don't you tell them? When when someone comes in there and says, hey, what can go wrong? What do you say, sore arm? Have you um, seen the amount of dead people? Have you seen it? Has your wife asked? before giving consent to give She the asked child. what the side effects are. Does she ask? I'm not sure because I wasn't there. It doesn't uh, matter. You're supposed to yeah. tell people this can happen. So you know what the prognosis is? You know what it is? Possible death within five years. 20% of people with myocarditis die. It is a permanent damaged heart. It is not temporary. He's okay, facing so a heart transplant that. because of you. Because you didn't want to scare her. You know, no kids have died from COVID, not a single healthy kid. And you're giving this stuff out and you're not warning people. What is wrong with you? So there are information online that you can look up no, and also no. have you, you talked the to the shot? helpline? No, you gave the shot. When someone comes in there and asks what the side effects are, you don't not say because it might scare them from the shot. Isn't it? What is wrong with you? So we're giving the vaccination because the benefit outweighed the risk? No, there isn't. Do you know I'm looking at a Johns Hopkins study? Not There have been 400 people under 18 die in the United States. 330 million people. Not one of them was healthy. They had cancer, leukemia, uh, obesity, something wrong with them. Not one kid has died or ended up in the hospital. So the benefits are zero to my kid. Why did you not tell them? It's up to you to tell them. Then we make a decision. Not you. You tell us, okay, it's rare, but it happened. You didn't okay. tell her that, did you? I, I'm not sure. It. I wasn't the, fa the vaccinator at that time. you said you're not doing it. So when the next kid walks in there with a mother for a shot, are you going to tell them, hey, I just got a call from someone. Their kid's heart is destroyed. Keep that in mind. That can happen. Are you going to tell them that? Are you? I, I cannot answer you that. Well, why can't you? Because it's going to go to court and we'll, you'll answer it. You just admitted that you don't tell people because you don't want to scare them. I, it's recorded. No, I, I'm I not recorded sure. everything. Huh? Sorry, I wasn't the pharmacist that did the vaccination. You just I, said it. You just said I don't you know what people. the situation is. Yeah, right. So I don't know what she talked in the vaccination area. I'm not sure. You I cannot speak. You, no, don't try and I cannot that. speak. No. On behalf of who, the pharmacist that vaccinated. You just told me you don't tell people because you might scare them. I have it on a recording. You want me to play it back? Every call I make, because I'm in finance, every call I make is recorded. Every email I sent is recorded. Every message okay. I sent must be recorded. Because I work out of New York and I live in New Zealand. It's all recorded because of the 
SFC requires it. You are recorded. Why? Sorry. So you're telling I, people, I you're not telling them they could get damage. So in case you scare them from taking a shot that can kill them, right? Is that correct? Are you brain dead? What is wrong with you? Sorry, I don't think we should come this, continue this conversation. No, we should, because are you going to tell people this is a risk when they come through there? My kid's screwed. You screwed him. What about everyone else? What are you going to do? You've ruined the life. It's on you. For the rest of your life, this kid is screwed because of you, because you, your policy there is to not tell people that these vaccines are dangerous and deadly. Have you seen all the people dying in their sleep? Hundreds of them. Have you seen yesterday an NBA first-round draft pick died four days ago, dead after the shot? Are you seeing that? Or are you sitting there in your bubble collecting your 50 bucks every shot you give, you murderer? So what are you going to do? Are you going to tell parents? Are you going to say, look, this is what can happen. It's not a sore shoulder. It, that's usual, but they can ruin their lives. How do you feel about that? You're ruining lives. Are you going to tell them or not? Or are you going to continue to do this? Um, that's not what the decision that I make. It isn't. So you're just going to tell people, oh, nothing can go wrong, and more kids are going to end up in the hospital with ruined hearts, right? That's the plan? Because you can't make that decision. And you'd hate for them not to take the shot, eh? Because then you don't get your 50 bucks, do you? So we always ask consent for the parent before we do the vaccination. Yeah, but you don't tell them what can go wrong. Of course you ask consent. The parent came there with that kid. It's obvious consent. Why are you not telling them what can go wrong? I'm sure they're asking, but you're like, oh, no, nothing goes wrong. Just a sore shoulder, right? You don't tell them that the crazy guy called you and said his kid's life is ruined because of what you did a few days ago. Do you or will you? You are sick. You are sick. You are twisted. You are evil. You're a monster. You're wrecking lives. You're killing babies. You're killing children. You're killing mothers. You're disgusting. Totally disgusting. Do you not see that? You need to at least tell them this can go wrong. Because when you don't, this happens. Don't you see that? Are you so fucking stupid? You fucking murdering bitch. Fuck. And you're going to continue to do it. Oh, I don't make that. You fucking moron. You're fucking sick in the brain. You're fucking mentally retarded. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I could literally feel this man's seething rage at this dumb bitch. Like if he was in front of her, he would probably be choking her out. And I totally get it. These parents are just trusting the authorities. I don't know how at this stage in the game, but they are. And they're not aware of all the side effects. And like he was stating, his kid's heart is fucked. Myocarditis is extremely dangerous. Don't let anybody downplay the effects of that terrible condition. It is probably going to affect this kid the rest of his life. And all the pharmacists can do is derp, derp, well, the pamphlet says to lick a window. Like, they, she can't even give one intelligent fucking answer to anything this guy is asking her. It's absolutely infuriating. And I just thought it was important for you guys to hear directly from the mouth of a man who has now experienced this with his child. So now I'm going to tell you guys about 14 young Canadian doctors who have died after getting the Kabobo shot. It's just a list that he was able to compile after a doctor friend in Canada heard about it passively. In the past 30 years, he's never heard of a single death like this. Not one. 
Now there are at least 14 and the number keeps rising. So from July 13th to July 28th, seven doctors died. That's an average of one doctor every other day for two weeks straight. And the cause of deaths were statistically unusual. Two died while swimming. One died in her sleep. The fact checkers assure us all though that these doctors did not die from the Kabobo shot. There was other reasons that caused their sudden and unexplained deaths. But as we all know, that's fucking bullshit. The doctors in Canada, as well as the doctors in America, are completely ignoring the deaths in plain sight and continue to believe what they are told to believe by their fucking CDC masters and the AMA. All because if you fucking shut up and do what you're told, you're going to make a lot of money. If you go and create a stink about it, they're going to come for you. They're going to try to take your medical license and just fuck your world up. Now, I'm sure this will surprise absolutely none of you, but the Canadian mainstream media hasn't made a peep about it. Fucking crickets again from the mainstream media. There was coverage of six recent deaths in Health Impact News, but that was it. Everybody else is just absolutely quiet about it. There is no way 14 young, healthy people are just going to keep dropping like this, coincidentally, after they get the Kabobo shot. Now, according to Steve Kirsch, two of the most popular methods used by the vaccine to kill people are by accelerating a cancer, which may have started from like an earlier dose, and by causing a sudden death, which, if your person is driving or swimming, it appears to be in a car accident or a drowning. Nearly all the medical examiners all look the other way when assessing a vaccine caused death. Now, I'm sure most of you guys have heard about the blood clots they're finding in these dead people during autopsy, but the pathologists aren't looking into it. The CDC isn't looking into it. They're just closing their eyes and allowing this to happen without warning the public. Towing the line. And like I just said, the fact checkers have been all over it. If you post anything on social media about those doctors dying in such quick succession. But what the fact checkers fail to point out is that in many cases, these diseases often first started after the docs got their first vaccination shot and then got worse with progressive shots. And they keep telling you, get more, get one every three months. And nobody thinks it's fucking strange that all of these healthy young people are dropping like flies. Now, for whatever reason, these doctors didn't think to critically think about what was going on and chose to get the shot, or they were afraid of losing their job and livelihood, so they got the shot, and they paid the ultimate price. These were young people. The youngest one was 27 years old, you guys, and the oldest was 62. So these are relatively young people who were all in good health prior to these booster shots. Get the fuck out, Big Pharma. And 100%, the absolute worst part about this is these doctors telling parents their kids need to be protected by the COVID vaccine, that the risks are rare, nothing's going to happen. Well, you know what's rare? Is a healthy child dying of COVID. So I, I don't know. It's like, is everybody fucking brain dead? Or is it just like we're so deep in the clown world that they stop thinking? 
So now we have to get away from the subject of Kabobo because I'm just going to get pissed. So now I'm going to tell you guys about Syntergic Theory, which was developed by Dr. Jacobo Greenberg, who was a neuroscientist and after studying psychology at UNAM, psychophysiology at the Brain Research Institute, and obtaining a doctorate focused on the electrophysiological effects of geometric stimuli in the human brain. He went on to found many different groups and societies that tried to investigate science in a paranormal way. He started all of this, actually, because he wanted to basically out the charlatans, out these fraud-ass motherfuckers and put them on blast. Now, Dr. Jacobo had many theories, and he wrote tons of papers. But the one I'm about to tell you guys was declassified by the CIA in 2001. So I went to the vault and I just kind of read through the paper and it's fucking written in like physics speak, which I don't fucking speak physics. I speak medical, but I'm going to try to kind of translate what he's telling people. And I'll tell you about the different tests he ran on the subjects to prove we live in a holographic matrix. So Dr. Jacobo wanted to understand how consciousness is related to brain activity how one influences the other, and how the universe can be transformed due to the relationship between the two. Dr. Jacoby believed the transformations can take place on many levels, and one of them is the physical level, where objects can be created or transformed. He started to call this line of thinking the Syntergic Theory, which was the combination of the words synthesis and energy. Dr. Jacoby postulates then we live in an informational matrix, which he calls the hologram, in which there is the possibility of interacting with perceptual reality, not only as a spectator, but as an active participant in the construction of said reality. He explained that if a person has a highly syntergic neural field, that is a brain in which the coherence links are greater, he or she will have the ability to modify the hologram at will thus achieving feats that defy the laws up to now from known physics. What his research shows is that we have the right and left hemispheres of the brain that communicate through the corpus callosum. The communication is never 100% though. It's usually around 40%. But if someone can be taught to increase that efficacy, they can actually interact with the quote unquote hologram. Now, reading directly from the CIA vault documents, Dr. Jacoby thought it would be necessary to prove five points. The first is brain activity exists outside of the skull. The second is this extra skull activity establishes a functional connection between different brains and unites them. Number three is space is a component in our brain's perceptual construction of reality. The fourth one, a fundamental energetic matrix exists behind every material object and the physical manifestation. And lastly, the feeling of individuality can be transcended to gain access to the perception of unity. Now, the next part, he goes into like different scientists that have proven those five points and he names quite a few different scientists. He lists their work and it's like a few pages long. So we're just going to kind of skip that part. So basically he just gives evidence from other scientists 
saying that those five points are proven. Now, in the declassified CIA doc, Dr. Jacoby says that for many years, their laboratory had been searching for reliable neurophysiological techniques to stimulate the perception and the state of unity. But they did not have much success. He says they tried several modalities of the EEG biofeedback technique, but none of that really worked. Then they decided to present to their subjects samples of their EEG spontaneous activity recorded from four different bipolar derivations on the skull. Two derivations from the anterior and posterior locations of the right hemisphere and the other two from the left hemisphere of the brain. They did train these subjects to correlate their subjective experience with a degree of those coherence. So you guys, these test subjects were all hooked up to different EEG style machines. And the whole point was trying to get them to feel individuality can be transcended to gain access to the perception of unity. And they say they were successful. Now, a lot of esoteric and not so esoteric religions call for the unity of mankind to achieve peace, our higher self. So basically, they're just kind of like going with that. And what these tests showed was they were able to stimulate people's brains to make them transcend this individuality into unity. Dr. Jacoby went on to explain that the spontaneous EEG coherence biofeedback technique does not work by itself. It is rather only a tool that can stimulate the state of unity. The real process that helps to reach that state of unity takes place at a much deeper level. The biofeedback technique only activates this part of the brain and helps to detect very subtle subjective and hidden information. Dr. Jacoby like went into painful detail about his experimental process, his experimental method. And one of the experiments was done with a pair of subjects using semi-therapeutic series of sessions. In each session, a veteran psychoanalyst with more than 20 years in the practice of psychoanalysis sat with a patient in order to establish a direct empathetic communication. Using that analyst's experience, we were able to construct a scale with which communication could be measured. The scale had 10 divisions. When the communication reached a direct level, the measurement was 10. When there was a complete absence of communication, the reading was zero. The experiment took place in a semi-silent therapeutic room. They had a Sony videotape recorder to record the movements and sounds of the pair of subjects during each session. The analysis viewed the tapes after the session and used the 10-point scale in order to construct a communication graph. Each 120 seconds, a measurement was made. The criteria for each of the measurements were always the same and involved movement, words, respiration rate, and body messages. Now, Dr. Jacoby even had the videotapes reviewed blindly and compared in order to retest the communication scale and measurements. The results of these test-retest compatibility checks were excellent. Only 5 to 10% disagreement was found. 
Now, while they're videotaping all of this, an EEG recording of at least four monopolar derivations of each subject was done during each session. At least six sessions were held with each subject. Thus, when the study was finished, they had a complete outline of the 10 to 20 international EEG systems of derivations. The communication technique used by the analysts varied with each subject. Sometimes it began with verbalizations and movements, limited obviously by the EEG cables, but sometimes it was without verbalization. In either case, the measure of communication transcended the logical aspects of the message and took account of the empathetic ones. Now, I know this is a lot of really detailed information on the experiments. I'm just trying to like let you guys know how far they went with testing, blind testing, with actual equipment like EEGs. So he went hard. He wanted to figure out what the fuck was going on in this holographic world. And this wasn't the only experiment Dr. Jacoby ran. He would actually get people and put them in Faraday cages to try to prove his holographic world theory, AKA the Centurgic theory. Now, Dr. Jacoby included in this paper the results of the EEG machine. And the statistical analysis gave a positive value of correlation between the levels of communication and the EEG. So basically what that means is the analyst and the patient were right on the mark together. Their brain waves were kind of matching up. In another experiment, the meditation techniques used during the training period were Zen, Transcendental, and the Sufi group meditation. These techniques stimulate a state of peace and receptivity, considered ideal for the study of communication. The detailed procedures were published in a separate paper. Now you guys, why would the CIA classify this paper and not release it until 2001? That is what just got me thinking. If the CIA are all interested in it, maybe there is some validity to Dr. Jacoby's experiments, to his theory, to everything he was talking about with the Centurgic theory. Now, one of the main points of this theory indicates that if through consciousness, we are able to influence the informational matrix and that if everything connected from the energetic interaction of both atoms and thoughts, there is a possibility that we inhabit a plane that is not total reality. That is in a matrix into which we have been thrown with a brain capable of understanding the operation of its own physical laws, but not its origin. And you guys, this is just literally scratching the surface of this whole theory, all the experiments these people did. It's fucking amazing. And like I said earlier, I'm gonna link the CIA documents of this paper so you can really dig in the rabbit hole because me sitting here explaining it is one thing, but if you actually read what they're talking about and you might have to read it a couple of times like I did to get it, it's extremely intriguing. Now moving on to the fact that on December 8th, 1994, Dr. Jacoby disappeared without leaving any clues that could help locate him. 
His absence has given rise to lots of speculation, lots of conspiracy theories, from a crime of passion or an alien abduction to situations linked to the CIA or NASA, or anyone who could be extremely interested in what he was developing and discovering in his laboratory. I mean, just think, if this guy was able to prove that our minds are so fucking powerful that we can create something out of thin air, imagine what people want to do with that. And you guys, there are actually several declassified CIA documents that are kind of in the same vein as the holographic matrix, such as the remote viewing, telekinesis, and telepathy. And if you look in the CIA vault, you can find many documents that kind of support the same thing that Dr. Jacoby is saying. So I think in maybe like a week or two, I'm going to do another episode or mini episode about the disappearance of Heather Cameron in Redding, California. I'm still trying to get a hold of Daniel Lunsby, her boyfriend, the last person to have seen her alive. So if any of you listeners in Redding can get me this guy's phone number, his email address, whatever, hook your girl up because I have questions and I need answers. Now, before I run away today, I have to thank our top three downloading states, which is California, Kentucky, and New Mexico. What's up, guys? Kentucky and New Mexico, you are new on the list. And then as far as the world, we have the Netherlands, Canada, the UK, and Cyprus, which is definitely a new country I hadn't seen before. So thank you all for downloading and listening to the podcast. If you have something you want me to check out and maybe talk about on an episode, if you want any of the documents I talk about, hit me up at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com and I will happily look into it or send the documents your way. So like I always tell you, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.